To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. This episode is also brought to you by pbandjoey.com. Simple, honest, and delicious. Go to pbandjoey.com for the all-new dark roast coffee. That's pbandjoey.com for more information. pbandjoey.com. Hey, folks, open an account today with Weeble, and with just a $100 deposit, you'll get four free stocks. And if you refer a friend, you'll get two more. Such a simple way to start a portfolio with the power of a desktop, tablet, or cell phone. With Weeble, you'll get zero commission fees, access to pre-market trading, and in-depth analytical tools for more advanced users. If you want to support this program, go to positivesarcasm.com, click on the Weeble banner in the contact section. That way, I'll get free stocks, and you'll get free stocks. Now, that's something most of us can agree on. Terms and conditions do apply. See Weeble.com for more information. Thank you to Weeble, and please trade responsibly. So they're generally hitting the Moscato too because they need something sweet in their lives because their husband is f-ing sour. That ring on your finger? Some pygmy died digging that out of a f-ing hole for you to say I do and ruin some guys like. Yeah, look at that dude. He's got a hernia shaped like a bag of f-ing pretzels that he just. You're ate. going to Thailand? You're going to smash some dude. Going over there for guy time, but it's not with his buddies. What does it say on the bottle? Well, if it says that on the bottle, why did you put it on your head? All these actors did was shut their mouths. Because they didn't want to be run out of Hollywood. Now a bad batch of Chinese food has you blowing insurance premiums on vitamin f***ing D. Too much. <laughs> That's what we're I sound like Bill Maher. Really, John? Really? really? We can't do this anymore, auntie. I'll see you at the bar mitzvah. It's almost like it never existed. But it fucking did. So do me a favor. Go f*** yourself. Jay here, PositiveSarcasm.com, recorded here from the sandbox. Like, subscribe, share, donate. PositiveSarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Also, check out my affiliate links for the Weeble app, Cash app, Gemini, Coinbase. Just go ahead, PositiveSarcasm.com. Click on the contact section. Check out the affiliate links there. If you have questions, concerns, comments, you can email me directly, PositiveSarcasm at Outlook.com. But if you feel more comfortable... Uh, you can go ahead, just write to the contact section, hit me up there, hit all your, give me all your information. Well, not all your information, just some of your information. I don't need all of it. I don't need your whole life story. Just the facts, ma'am. Just the facts. Um, if you want to have questions, concerns, comments, posing music, uh, if you want to check out my other uh, other channels, go to positivesarcasm.com. There should be plenty of information there. Or just check out Positive Sarcasm Reactions on YouTube and the original Positive Sarcasm Concept channel. Sippy sip. Holding on. Mm. Ooh, wrong pipe. Uh, also, social media: Facebook.com/slash POS Sarcasm, Facebook.com/slash Positive Sarcasm, and Instagram uh, at Positive Sarcasm. I haven't really been promoting the TikTok, and I think it's kind of a good thing. Not sure I really want to be on there anymore. I'm not really I'm sure it's doing anything for me, and not really sure that app is safe. So, uh, starting to lean against uh, putting stuff on there. I just I don't know. Don't know. Don't know. Oh, you know what? If I don't know, then chances are I do know. Uh, <clears throat> sorry for the, 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 the hiatus. Uh, I've been focusing on some client work that I had to get done. And uh, I was kind of a – I'm on like a strict time schedule for each part of the client's work. So I, I wanted to make sure that I got the vast majority of it done. So I've been, I was focusing mostly just on getting that uh, – 
mostly done in, in its first form and then delivering it to the client because at the end of the day this is a uh, this is a video editing site um, that's one of the things I do to kind of pay the bills so uh, forgive me for being away I just kind of had to you know it was one of the things I really had to focus on and put all my energy into um, so yeah but that's actually going quite well I, I didn't know I so I'm always I, I'm always fascinated at myself for like I'm like I can't do this project I have no I, I have no idea I can't piece this together and then they give me the project and sure enough I piece it together and they really like it and then it's just a matter of cleaning up the um, the last few remnants of how the client wants their work done it, it's so it's so imposter syndrome it's like I don't belong here I I can't do this I have no idea uh, I don't what I'm getting myself into I I can't put this this project together and then and then I, I do because I just do it I mean they I guess they came to me for I, I do sometimes my clients go oh yeah I saw your work I saw your work here or I saw this video that you did or anything like that then sometimes these clients they come to me and be like never seen any of your shit before in my life bro and it's like and you just decided to go with me all right well I appreciate your blind faith so bombs away um also uh one or two let's see i'll take i'll do that piece after probably be a short podcast but we'll deal i'll do the countries to boycott removal after um i wanted to make note of the flooding in hampton i just got a text from somebody very dear to me to just like i hope you're okay i mean i saw that this was happening down in, in hampton and da -da 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 -da. i'm like and then I realized, oh yeah, that was pretty bad. Well, so it was, it was, um, hmm. so I was just woke up, it was raining. I was like, okay, I was hanging out for the day anyways, uh, at the, at the sandbox with, uh, my, my pupper and I didn't really even bother to look out the window. Didn't even bother. Didn't bother to look out the door. Everything I was doing was inside. Nothing, nothing going on outside because all i know is it's been so freaking cold um by the seacoast the past uh few weeks here i was like i know it december is gonna be beautiful and then we're gonna hit january and one week into january it's just gonna go full day after tomorrow and sure enough and i i i'm like huh seems really windy out there it seems like the rain's really killing it and i live in a uh i currently live in a flood area where it just it kind of swoops down so when it rains, all the water from from the main boardwalk just goes down into this into this uh, road, this avenue, and then we have the marshes on the other side, which separate Ashworth Avenue from the nuclear power plant. <laughs> Great, I'm just painting a real pretty picture. And those marshes, when it starts to rain, they rise, and the next thing you know, everything from one side is flooding down into the street, and then everything from the marshes overflows and floods into this into the street. And it was just a crazy ass downpour of water from all different directions. And I just like, all right, well, let me just look out the window. And what I saw, I never thought I'd see it before in my life. I'm like, okay, I've seen a little flooding. I've driven through some puddles, no big deal. It's no big deal. I looked at the window and went, Jesus fucking Christ. I, I, it was, I felt like I was in Noah's Ark. I looked out the window, I looked out the door just like, you know, peek through the glass and the entire street was underwater. I'm not, I'm kidding. I'm not, not kidding at all. 
It's like because I've never lived in a scenario like that, you know. Even in, in, uh, in Florida or in in um, uh, I'm up here. Where I went to high school. I, went, I lived on a mountain, so that was the flooding was never a concern. Um, I mean, man, when I lived in the, in the in the small city of Manchester, there was some flooding, but nothing I was ever really concerned about. Uh, but I looked outside and it was no cars. Like I saw, I looked basically. My first view was I looked across the street. I looked as uh, looked across the street, which was completely underwater, and all I saw was this guy's uh, silver Porsche. Uh, just sitting there with its hazard lights on. Just, I think that was like uh, just just down the street, about a you know couple thousand feet, and it was just it wasn't going anywhere. I mean, the water was all the way up to the top of his wheel wells. Now, granted, it is a portion, but that's how crazy it was. So I was like, okay, well, uh, you know, the Mustangs put away very well for the wintertime. Now it's got a concrete, a six-inch concrete bunker around it, so it should be in relatively good shape. It didn't have, there was no issues there. Um, the Lincoln's pretty high off the ground, so that was not an issue of mine to really, uh, to, you know, I'm like, well, whatever, you know. It's just a, it's just a cheap, you know, sailboat that I use during the winter time, so not really an issue for me. The, but the water was insane. The only thing that was getting through on the roads was trucks. Like even just like you know, soccer mom SUVs. I don't think they would have had a prayer. Um, it was just for that morning, for most of that day, it was just trucks. But it was, it was nuts. I was like, I, I couldn't believe it. I looked out. I was able to see my front step. So you have my porch, then it goes down to the front step. That was all water. The sidewalk, all water. The road was obviously a river. Like if it was like Oregon Trail, I would be like, you know, putting this, I'd be putting the friggin' thingy on stacks and trying to forge across to the other side. It was nuts. I just, I couldn't believe it. I've never seen it before in my life. I had a feeling I'd be running into some flooding. I didn't think it would be that in like that crazy. It was. It, it is concerning because if it was like another, you know, two or three inches, it could be that like that shit is now near my front door, and I have to actually consider being like, uh, well, first of all, I can't really do anything. I can't go anywhere. If it's on my front door, it's like, well, I guess I'm just gonna sit here until whatever happens. I mean, it does eventually go. It it does eventually go away. It went away so quickly, though, like to the point where the morning and the er and, and the early afternoon, it was all raining and flooding and winds. And then by three o'clock, the road was completely dry, completely dry. Everybody was back on the road, no issues whatsoever. And I finally ventured outside, and I'm like, huh. And I mean, where my my Lincoln is parked, I guess. Where my Lincoln is parked, um, right behind it is a giant ass puddle. And I'm like, eh, whatever, I can deal with that. You just drive through it. And then <clears throat> where the Mustang is is uh, parked in and tucked away for the winter time, uh, really no issues from what I could see there because that thing is completely, completely like, you know, burritoed for the winter time and everything like that. So there's no issues there. But it was just I figured I'd make note of it, and that was the day that was the week I took off from the podcast, and it was pretty ridiculous, pretty ridiculous. So anybody, if you, it's just a word of advice or a piece of advice. If you are 
you know, spending some time down here during the, the during the winter time or during the early, early spring, if you're on in certain parts of Hampton, it absolutely can flood very easily. <clears throat> you just need a day of decent rain and shit can get weird. But on like a hard like uh, nor'easter type of event or just a hard rain and then this actual um, whole street will go completely underwater. Completely underwater. So I just wanted to make note of that. It, but yeah, thank you for people asking about it. Everything's everything's fine here at the Sandbox. So, um, However, I didn't realize that there's a switch in the house that uh, turns off the coils that keep the pipes warm. So my pipes froze, which is great. But, you know, in, at like 3 o'clock in the morning, all of a sudden they all just came they all came blasting on once I turned on the, uh, the, uh, the switch. So... Anyways, um, I did want to get to some articles and then I want to close up shop for this week. But I wanted to mention, um, obviously, I'm like, you know, if these countries are not accepting of me or of other people, it's like, well, why do I give a shit about you? Why would I buy products from you? Why would I spend any time in your stupid country? Why would I even waste my time? So I'm like, all right, I had a bunch of countries. It's like, all right, this is really easy for me. I won't buy shit from your country. I won't visit your country. I won't promote your country. And when I say your country, I don't mean just your country. I mean your continent. I mean your states. I mean your cities. Like Boston can kiss my ass. California can suck a dick. Uh, Australia, I got I got a lot of beef with Australia. Germany, yep, rinse and repeat. Uh, Britain, however, Britain for a while was one of those countries I wanted nothing to do with. First of all, whether it was uh, buying products from them or promoting uh, travel there or whatever. So the uh, now it's kind of funny because they this this leader that they got there, this prime minister Boris Johnson. He's an interesting cat for sure, but I love it where just after a, a, a couple weeks after he basically got caught partying. Uh, you know, maskless. Oh my God! Um, he decides he goes right into Parliament. It's funny to watch Parliament like uh, uh, in session because they're such they're such shit talkers. It's like you know, Mad Madam Secretary or uh, whatever, and it's like like ah, oh, you're a bollocks, fucking cunt, and they're all screaming, yelling, ah, ha, ha, ha. they're laughing, they're laughing, they're laughing. I I think it's humorous. I think it's way more interesting uh, content to actually watch like British Parliament like attack each other. Well, they don't attack each other. There are some uh, countries that their parliaments where people get into like fucking fist fights on the floor. Um, where in British Parliament they merely they mock each other, they they yell at each other, they call each other names. They're like, I think you're a silly sod. I think your mother should have aborted you. And they just yell at each other. Um, and they mock the shit out of each other. And this one was great because when Boris Johnson set, uh, announced that there would be no more mandates, no more corona stuff, all mask stuff is over and done with. He's like, it's done, it's over. He just he looked down and as soon as he as soon as he announced it. Everybody started clapping and everybody started laughing at him because he's a fucking fool. He's an absolute fool because he got caught. 
people are getting caught. These these a lot of these leaders are getting caught. They're getting caught. They're getting videotaped. They're getting ratted on, and the narrative is collapsing behind this whole thing. So, I mean, he went to Parliament. He's like, I'm 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 ashamed. I I don't know what to say. It's like, yeah, you don't know what to say because you got caught. You got caught partying when you told everybody to hunker down and don't go outside and do this and do that and I'm your authority and then you got caught apparently multiple times so um, the article this is from uh, Penn Live Patriot News but I wanted to let me go ahead and there it is so UK coronavirus partygate report expected soon could end prime minister's career that's merely skeptical blah 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 I mean I don't know if that's possible but I'll, I'll read this stuff. This is from uh, by Jill Lawless of the Associated Press. Prime Minister Boris Johnson is bracing for the conclusions of an investigation into allegations of lockdown breaching parties. Because they had significant lockdowns there in the UK. And while this is going on, apparently it's called like Downey Street. I don't know. I don't know what downtown Abbey looking uh, fucking town. I don't I don't know your your layout of your towns. I don't or your streets or whatever. So a uh, document that could allegations of lockdown breaching parties, a document that could help him end weeks of scandal, discontent, or bring his time in office to an abrupt close. Senior, senior civil servant Sue Gray could turn in her report to the government as soon as Wednesday. Johnson's office has promised to publish its findings. Oh, oh that's looking good. And prime minister will address parliament about it soon after. Uh, when was this? Is this the one I was looking for? January 26, 22. Yep. That's the right one. Um, Gray's office wouldn't comment on timing. And Foreign Secretary Liz Truss said the conservative government hadn't yet received the report Wednesday morning. Uh, quote, I expect we won't wait, have much longer to wait, she told the BBC. Truss said she couldn't guarantee the government would publish the full support, the full report, saying there would, could be security issues that means parts of it's problematic, part of it are problematic to publish, but we will absolutely publish the findings of the report. Allegations that the prime minister and his staff flouted restrictions imposed on the country to curb the spread of the coronavirus have caused public anger. Led some conservative lawmakers to call for to, to call for Johnson's resignation and triggered intense infighting inside the governing party. Wednesday's headlining uh, provided more bad news for Johnson, whose popularity and opinion polls have plunged amid the scandal. Uh, the Guardian's front page headline spoke of PM's peril, while the left-leaning Daily Mirror said bluntly, numbers up PM. Uh, that uh, The right of center Daily Mail de differ, differ, declaring Britain a nation that has lost all sense of proportion. Johnson has urged his critics to wait for Gray's conclusions, but his wait-and-see defense weakened Tuesday when police said they had opened a criminal investigation into some of the gatherings. London's Metropolitan Police Force said a number of events at jo Johnson's Downing Street office and other government buildings met the force force's criteria for investigating the most serious and flagrant breaches of coronavirus rules, the ones he just dropped. Gray is investigating claims that the government staff held late-night soirees, boozy parties, and wine time Fridays. That sounds like a good time. I don't blame him. Could have done it the same time. While Britain was under coronavirus restrictions in 2021, the Partygate allegations that infuriated many in Britain who were barred from meeting with friends and family for months in 2020 and 2021 to curb the spread of COVID. Tens of thousands of people were fined by police for breaking the rules. Johnson and his allies have tried without much success to calm the scandal that is consuming government uh, energies that could be better spent confronting the international crisis over Russia's military buildup near Ukraine far from finished coronavirus pandemic. 
Johnson has apologized for attending one event, a bring-your-own-booze gathering in the garden of the Downing Street offices in May 2020, but he said he had considered a party work gathering that fell within the rules. Um, yeah, sure. His office and supporters have also defended a June 2020 surprise birthday party for the Prime Minister inside Downing Street. Loyal lawmaker Honor Burns said Johnson didn't know about the gathering in advance. It was not a premeditated organized party. He was, in a sense, ambushed with a cake, Burns told Channel 4 News. Yeah, sure. Okay. So the narrative for all these people is just fucking crumbling. Everybody, do, all these leaders telling you you can't go and do shit, and then they go and do shit. Just like the freaking governor of California who attended that freaking dinner at the French Laundry, uh, completely inside. He said he was outdoors and everybody was wearing masks. And then the pictures come out. He's indoors. And he's wearing fucking jeans. And that's about all he's wearing. It's just like the narrative. It's such bullshit. And they're finally getting called out. And people don't, are just tired. They don't want to deal with it anymore. And these clowns that are running, say they're running the country or running these cities or running these states, the jig's up. People are not. Our people are, are fucking tired of it. They're not putting up with it. Have you seen that uh, that trucker convoy that's going over to Ottawa this week? It's insanity. I don't know how uh, w what much of a difference it'll make. I don't know. First of all, they all have to be. All these um, truckers have to be jabbed. All these truckers have to be jabbed in order to be allowed to go back and forth over the border so that they can deliver goods and services. It's like, why would you bite the hand that feeds you? You understand that these these truckers, thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds of, of, of food and supplies and all kinds of stuff, and if you don't allow them to cross the border, it's like, well, then they can't bring the stuff. They're not, they, can't bring, they can't bring you stuff. They can't stock your shelves. And this is January. January is a heavy turnover month for supplies. A heavy turnover month for stocking shelves at grocery stores. And we're still in a supply chain uh, crunch, per se. I wouldn't call it a crisis just yet. At least I haven't seen it. I, I do understand that I have seen some shelves that are looking a little emptier than normal. But I, it's nothing close to what I saw when people started freaking out that in that March of 2020. But... I mean, I have seen some of it, but I can totally understand what would happen if you said, okay, you guys, none of you guys can come over, uh, come over the border now and deliver goods and services. It's like, all right, well, I guess your people starve. I mean, we deliver fuel, we deliver, uh, supplies, we deliver food, we deliver all this stuff. We deliver, uh, uh, uh drugs, you know, medication, medical equipment. Give this, that, and pretty much everything else. So they're all like, they all just said fuck it, and they all took off, and they're heading for Ottawa for some convoy strike. Um, I, I would like to see some major changes happen, but some of these people just won't. Be some of these um, leaders, like that idiot there, Trudeau, just won't, I, won't back down for whatever reason. It's like, look, you have only these. They've been in power for so long. They can't imagine not having it. They can't imagine giving it up. Until the until the the, the mob turns on you, they don't understand. They they haven't seen a lot of these uh you know first world leaders. Have never had the luxury of having a mob turn on them and burn them on the cross. They don't get it that it doesn't take much for the for an entire 
populace to turn on you. It, it doesn't. It really doesn't. It's like, okay, if the people can't eat, they can't, uh, they can't drink, they can't go out, they can't do anything, and, and they don't have any supplies, they'll turn. They'll be like, where do we turn our – because it just – it doesn't they, – they, you're not going to comprehend anything. It's just anger, and they're going to turn their attention on, on – uh, if it was British Parliament, French Parliament, Canadian Parliament, they'll just turn their attention on They'll come for your head, and that's it. It, it doesn't take a lot for the mob to go mad and rip your entire country apart. It just it doesn't take much. So the question is, is this convoy that's heading to Ottawa, how much of a difference is it going to make if they're doing all this stuff over there and not delivering goods and goods and supplies and whatever? I mean, how much is it going to cause a dent in the daily life of Canadians? It's, I mean, it's concerning. But if there's a supply chain issue and they're not delivering anything and the price of things continue to rise, first of all, it's going to cause, uh, I mean, by them doing this convoy thing, if they are actually causing a strain in the supplies, uh, they are hurting their own citizens. But then again, that is that their own fault? Is that their own doing? Their citizens were being... I mean, there's a 10 p.m. curfew. There's a curfew. As an adult, you have a curfew in your own country. That's... That's, that's bullshit bonkers crazy. Oh, yeah. And by the way, how's your universal health care thing? You're... Your social health care going on right now in freaking Canada. Not looking too good right now either. And granted, ours isn't great either. Ours is utter dog shit. But you've got nothing. You've got nothing to fucking shoot fireworks about either. But it's amazing how quickly like they're they're they'll your own people will turn on you. They will come for your head. And it'd be amazing to see what this uh, convoy does. Now. Are we all free and clear here in the States? Well, God, no. God, no. Not according to the American military news. You know, what's funny is uh, I read an article about, uh, way back that was sent to me by my associate producer, about a, uh, a lab containing smallpox was found in uh, Pennsylvania. So, I mean, that's, thankfully, nothing ever came of that because there's no cure for smallpox. Smallpox is no small thing. Smallpox is, it's it's bad. Like the symptoms are bad, and it can be fatal. And for that to, you know, replague the world, it would be disastrous, disastrous. But they, uh, there was a kind of a funny, but not that funny of an issue that just came up recently. Um, this is from the American Military News. This was just sent to me uh, about. So the CDC and some uh, uh, police officers are warning about lab monkeys because that's still a thing. Monkeys are still used in labs. I'm pretty sure there's a couple hospitals in New Hampshire that have a monkey lab. Um, but these ones were uh, – they were lost and recovered in Pennsylvania, and they, quote, may carry disease. So about a truck carrying 100 lab monkeys crashed on Saturday, allowing some of the primates to escape. Thankfully, it's really effing cold in Pennsylvania, 
So if these monkeys did get out, chances are they probably did freeze to death. Um, a woman who came in contact with one of the monkeys has fallen ill. The Center for Disease Control and Law Enforcement warned the primates could be carrying disease. Um, but monkey isn't carrying disease. So according to Fox 8, a truck was hauling the African monkeys. Oh, great. African monkeys to a lab in Missouri when it struck a dump truck on the side of the interstate in Pennsylvania. Michelle Fallon said she pulled over her own vehicle to help those impacted by the incident. Smart plan. I thought I was doing the right thing by helping. I had no idea it would turn out this way, Fallon said. He just asked if his trailer was okay. He never said, if you do come near a crate, do not touch it. He would have, uh, if he would have told me that, I would have been more careful. Officials warned uh, the public to, to not to go near the monkeys that had escaped because they could be carrying disease. The warning came too late for Fallon. I was close to the monkeys. I touched the crates. I walked through their feces, so I was very close. So I called to inquire, you know, was I safe, Fallon said. Uh, after the monkeys were recovered, the CDC told Fallon that she should take precautions of how close she was to the animals. The center uh, said the monkeys are known to spread herpes virus B through saliva, feces, and urine. Fallon has since developed pink eye-like symptoms. Oh, that's not too bad. Received her first dose of the rabies vaccine as well as antiviral medication. So if you do, if you're a human and you get, and if you get, uh, encounter rabies, but you get a shot for it right away, you can recover from it just fine. Uh, if you're a, a animal or a dog and you don't have, you're not vaccinated for rabies and you encounter it, you're dead. They're, 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 uh, they're you can't save them. The dog gets bit by another dog that has rabies, and your dog has rabies, your dog's done. It's a horrible, tragic situation. It's just super sad. But if your dog uh, gets jabbed against rabies and comes across, it should be okay. And for humans, um, like I said, if you if, if they come across it, but they get uh, the shot after, they can be they should be fine. But you do have to take precaution. You do have to like go and get it taken care of right away. And it's not, apparently it's painful too, the, the shots. Uh, but she developed pink eye-like symptoms, received her first dose of the rabies vaccine, as well as other antiviral medication. Quote, because the monkey did hiss at me, and there was feces around, I did have an open cut. They just want to be precautious, bounce it. USA Today reported that the type of research for which the monkeys were being used was unclear. <laughs> but the outlet said that the primates are usually used in medical research. Well, no shit. Before locating the missing monkeys, Pennsylvania state troopers tweeted that the public should steer clear of the wild animals. Um, crash update, there are there is... Oh, I love it. So this is uh, troopers uh, Pelichick and Lesher. Crash update, there is still one monkey unaccounted for, but we are asking that no one attempt to look for or capture the animal. Anyone who sees or locates the monkey is asked not to approach. Attempt to catch or come in contact with the monkey Please call 911 immediately. Trooper Lesher previously commented that the warning was due to it not being domesticated animal and them being an unknown territory. It's hard to say how they would react to a human approaching them. God, that is so that is so whacked out. But I mean, it's really cold. I mean, and, and I'm sure it's really cold in Pennsylvania too. Like they have those. Pennsylvania is one of those states where they're like on the news and you see like 
58 cars just piled up on the side of the road because everything is like a sheet of ice. We had that issue here a couple weeks ago too, but Pennsylvania is one of those is one of those states that has that issue where it's like it just maybe it's a little warmer so it rains and then it gets a little colder immediately and the next thing you know everything is a skating rink. But I mean, if these monkeys are out there, I don't know how long they would survive in uh, you know, freezing ass temperatures. And we're in a crazy cold spiral right now. Crazy cold front right now. And uh, I'm not sure. Like, my like my dog freaking, he'll be walking, like, on the sand. And then he'll stop and he'll lift his paw because his foot is frozen. Like, he just, I don't, I didn't, I never ha- seen this before where, you know, a, a dog all of a sudden, like, I've seen, I'm seeing dogs walking in the mornings. In these freezing cold environments, they're just walking along. They don't give a shit. But, you know, my freaking sensitive Sally of a pupper, he's, like, walking, and all of a sudden he stops, and he, like, lifts his paw, and it's like, my foot's frozen. So I'm like, I had to grab him. Like, I have gloves on, so I, I collapse my hand, collapse the gloves around his foot, and I just let it warm up like that. So it's one of those things. It's 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 cute. It's it, It's kind of pathetic but kind of funny at the same time but i do it so he can uh you know he can warm back up a little bit and continue walking but i don't keep him out too too much because um i don't want his actual foot to get damaged but it's like i said if it's cold enough for him uh i can only imagine what these freaking monkeys are there's one unaccounted for apparently well let me see let me what was that last text there is still one monkey unaccounted for so yeah we got you know, you got the entire state of Pennsylvania, you got one monkey left. So I'm pretty sure no big deal. But this is how this shit starts. You know, somebody gets infected, she comes across another person, and then but I mean it depends on what the what the monkey is carrying as far as diseases. But this 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 lab shit is ridiculous. I mean we had the issue with the puppies and the NIH and Fauci. I mean that was ridiculous, but it's like there is I guess to close things out, close it out with a thought here. It's like there's so much crazy ass news that people are they're overwhelmed by information, by scary stuff. It's like what would make you even want to consider just uh, going outside or going out or meeting people or going to your job or even having a job? It's like why would it's and you have, you know, you have this situation. <clears throat> you have crime in cities. You have the Ukrainian uh, Russia situation going on. You have China, Taiwan. It's just there's, and there's so much information. It's like I'm, I can totally see where people's brains are starting to break. And it's like, are we even going to survive? Well, is it really up to you? You have to you have to go about your day as if you're going to make it through. I think that's the only thing you can do. I, well, it actually, to be honest, it perfectly is. I have been thinking like, you know, I live in an area where I could see there being some targets around me. Like for example, um, you know, I'm generally in uh, this town where there is uh, there's an air force base, there's a naval shipyard. And then just, you know, within uh, within eyesight is a nuclear power plant. 
Let's imagine that you like you wake up like it's six o'clock in the morning and you look out the window and the whole sky just goes bright. And what you realize and it may not be the power plant, but you just realize that uh you know just a short twenty minute drive away, a city's been reduced to ashes because Russia or China uh, just got tired of waiting to fight and decided to just light us up. And that's your and that's your morning sunrise. You know, a 500 kiloton warhead lighting up New Hampshire's seacoast. Which is, believe me, it's a target. We have plenty of targets here up in the eastern seaboard. We have, um, you know, we have uh, 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 antennas that send uh, nuclear codes to submarines. We have uh, we have military bases just down the road from where I am. Uh, Air Force Base, shipyard, nuclear submarines park there. You know, we have National Guard bases, stuff like that. And then, of course, we have a giant nuclear power plant just right over there so it's like there's targets i mean this is a i mean if you want to make us go green uh, that's one way to do it is to make us glow green it's it could totally happen but you can't you have to have a you you have to have some type of like it's like okay if i was to wake up uh you know one day and um you know, that shipyard was attacked and, you know, it went nuclear. It's like, all right, well, all I'm going to do is just get in my car. I'm just going to get in my car, grab my, grab Chase, grab a couple things. I'm going to, and I'm going to be out of here in two minutes. Two minutes, out of here. Hit the highway and gone. Go straight north. And then just try to collect information from there. But... I mean, if you have to get through your day as if you're gonna be able to get through your day, because what other choice do you have? You you may you you take some precautions in case the shit was to hit the fan, but you also have to have a little bit of sanity left over and a little bit of money in your pocket for if things do turn out okay. That's one thing you got to take into account. It's like. You know, you, you don't quit your job. You don't stock up on canned goods. You don't put 45 uh, uh, masks on. It's like you, you gotta, you gotta think that there is a, plenty of possibilities for things going back to normal, and at, you don't want to be made to look stupid at the end of it all. You have to assume, like, if a bunch of monkeys get out and are running across the interstate in Pennsylvania, that a, they're gonna get caught, or b they're going to freeze to death. So you have to you have to at least put into a put into your uh, take into account that there's a possibility that everything'll be okay. We'll catch the monkeys. <laughs> you know, well, don't worry, we'll catch the monkeys. So yeah, could it could it be a bad situation? Yeah, it's true. It's true. I don't like that we still do a ton of a ton of this uh this lab animal stuff. Like, I think, like, first of all, do I give a shit about the monkeys? Not really. The monkeys, I don't. The pigs? 
Yeah, kind of. A little bit. I'd rather they st I'd rather they be bacon. I'd rather they be bacon, not lab experiences, like experiments. I'd rather they be bacon. Dogs, I'm completely against. Dogs and cats, I'm completely against uh, any type of animal experimentation. I think it should be flat out outlawed. And any uh, American institution that funds or okays any type of experiment that has to do with that, I think those people should be arrested. I'm not a fucking fan of that whatsoever. So I'm disgusted that one of our uh, highest paid federal personnel would have okayed that or funded something like that. It's absolutely disgusting. I'm not a fan of it whatsoever. And I think, I think that's criminal. I think it's absolute criminal. I just heard that Spain is like... Um, Spain is like passing some laws that uh, make your animals, make your dogs part of your family, basically. Doesn't make them actually like like ownership. It makes them like actual family members. So I, I mean, I think that's I think that's pretty cool. I think it's real. I think it's really cool because you obviously know my feelings on the issue. As far as you know, Chase and I, we never. I, I try and never leave his side. We do almost everything together. So. That's, I, I think it's extremely important to set that example. Yeah, so, um, that's what kind of what I wanted to get to this week. There's a lot of other news and stuff like that. I know I'm still keeping an eye on Russia and Ukraine. Um, but right now that's still just there. There's some people on this side of the border. There's some people that outside of the border. That would turn off into. I mean, I would continue to uh, just keep an eye out on that because that shit can get south real quick. Right now there's a lot of posturing. Right now, there's uh, a lot of uh, there's a buildup on one side of the border, and then there's a huge buildup on the Russian side of the border. But how that's going to affect the market, how that's going to affect daily life here, I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea. But it is the one thing I would want you to pay attention to. I wouldn't worry about the monkeys. I wouldn't worry about the monkeys, but I would continue to keep an eye on what's happening in Ukraine and Russia because I'm pretty sure if one of them happens the China-Taiwan thing could most likely happen as well and then shit's going to break loose but and yeah and, and that would seriously affect the market and it would also affect your daily decision making so just keep that in mind um, it's just a couple of the things that I've been kind of keeping an, on, an eye on but for now, there's not enough to move the story forward. It's basically there's a build, there's a build of troops on the Ukrainian border, a hundred thousand Russian troops. <clears throat> there's some American military, NATO military, and a few others that are offering assistance to the Ukrainians, which really couldn't wouldn't hold a candle to any Russian invasion. But at this point, it was <clears throat> it could have happened as early as uh, early January. Nothing's happened as of yet. So, not really sure what the pot. What right now is it's just posturing. Nothing else is really kind of taking place. If there's more information or shit really does get out of hand, I'll look into it and give you more. But uh, in the meantime, we'll close up shop for today. Uh, there's no Q and A for this week. <clears throat> if you do have questions, concerns, or comments, excuse me, just go ahead and email me positive sarcasm at outlook.com. You can also hit me up through my website. Contact me there. You can also. Um, uh, hit me up through my, my social medias if you want to hit me up through 
uh, facebook.com slash POS sarcasm, facebook.com slash positive sarcasm, um, or of course, Instagram at positive underscore sarcasm. Just, you know, hit me up if you have questions, concerns, posing music, uh, client work, whatever you need. In the meantime, uh, we're hitting up, we're coming up on uh, just over 40 minutes. I want to thank you guys for listening, watching, subscribing. Uh, it's glad to be back and shake up off all, all the rust. Uh, I do have more um, more client work that I do have coming up very soon. But I actually have to take off for Florida in early February. So there'll be one. Uh, I th- I'll be here. I'll be back on the podcast again next week. And then I'll be off for a week. I'll be off for a week. And then I'll be back on. But, you know, just figured this time I'll let you know ahead of time. But in the meantime, thank you for listening, watching, and subscribing. And I'll talk to you all next week for sure. Recorded here from the sandbox. This has been a positive sarcasm. Sometimes I fool moms, I say, 